Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. And today we're talking about something that can be pretty challenging to do, especially when you have multiple children, and that is spend one-on-one time with those children. Um, I know that's been a challenge for me as a mom of five, I'm sure, Sarah, as a mom of three. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. And it's also important. And it also changes over time. I'm sure. I'm very much looking forward to hearing um, how this works in your house with older kids. But um, yeah, so we're going to spend today talking about how and why and some practical tips for making one-on-one time work um, when you want to spend one-on-one time with your kids. And I hope that we will also remove some of the guilt because that's one of our favorite things to do with you guys, yes. listeners. <laughs> um, because like like a lot of these parenting topics, um, sometimes expert recommendations can turn into feeling like we're not doing things right or enough. So hopefully we can um, dispel some of that as well while giving you guys ideas for how to actually do it. Absolutely. So a couple, um, things first, I just wanted to invite newer listeners to find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, the, the longer we do this, the more our community grows, the more comments and conversation that is happening on both those spaces. And I love it. We reply or like, or acknowledge every comment. We read every comment. Um, and the, those listeners who are commenting, um, in those spaces are offering other great suggestions. I mean, it's really turning into a really wonderful community. So I just wanted to throw that out there. If you have been listening to us for a long or short amount of time and have not found us on Facebook or Instagram, if you hang out on those places, we're just at the mom hour. So it's facebook.com slash the mom hour, or we're at the mom hour on Instagram. And, um, please come say hello. 
do. I spend a good amount of my time, especially on Instagram. That's kind of my preferred social media. So um, it, we're just growing our communities there and they're turning into fun places to hang out. And people, I love the comments we get on Instagram. It's a very, it's a very active Facebook too, but like Instagram is, it feels particularly active. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Plus if you go um, to Instagram, it, you can follow to our personal accounts where you'll see funny little pictures yes. that we take. You more than me, but I, I jump in there when I can. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the IG. Um, okay. So let's just, let's do this. Yeah. Let's um, do it. So I thought we could first kind of talk about big picture why we try to spend one-on-one time with our kids. And as I was thinking about this, this is oversimplifying a lot, but I was thinking there's kind of two ways to go with this when they're little and when they're big. When when our kids are really little, we don't necessarily need to spend a lot more time with them. We're right. often around them a lot. So it can feel like I'm already, this child is already attached to me 24 seven or, or if I'm working outside the home from the moment that I get home till bedtime. So why on earth would I want to try to add you know, one-on-one time to what's already a very kind of bonded relationship. So when they're little, I almost think that the reason is a little different than when they get older. When they get older, they aren't around you all the time. No, and you need it a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You need it to kind of continue to build that relationship. But um, the the reasons that stand out for me about why to make a little one-on-one time for our littler kids is I think it really can... If you do it proactively, it can really um, lessen or um, help with some behavior issues like sibling rivalry, separation anxiety, just acting out in general, all kinds of undesirable little kid behaviors. Um, And the problem is, of course, that once those behaviors are you're in a really nasty pattern of them, which all of our kids happens to all of us in our families, um, then spending one on one time isn't super isn't as fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, you just punched the baby in the face. Let's go cuddle together. And like even, you know, even if that may actually be what that child needs, it doesn't feel fun. It doesn't it feels not not what you want to do at that moment as a mom. Whereas if you are able to do it proactively, little by little, few minutes a day, um, then you're sort of filling their bucket to use an overused cliche phrase. Um, And I really think it can um, just help with some of those really common behaviors. So that's a very different thing than I'm sure what some of what you're going to talk about, Megan, which is you, you don't, you literally need to see your kids more because they're out of the house and they're busy with their activities. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting distinction. I don't know if you have any thoughts. Well, you know, I I think it's funny when what you just said about like, why would I do that? I remember, I really remember very clearly sitting like on a chair in my couch or whatever with and holding a newborn, probably breastfeeding because let's be honest, what else did I do back then? Um, And with a two-year-old climbing on me and reading a parenting book, I think, that was talking about quality time. And I remember rolling my eyes and being like, I'm sorry. First of all, where am I supposed to find this like supposed quality time? And secondly, I'm just with them so much. Yes. <laughs> like where, where, I mean, can't I just, and, and at that point, I think what I was trying to do is like eke as much quality as I could out of the quantity. And um, this was early on. And I, what I hadn't yet realized is that sometimes, like you said, you have to be proactive. Like, Sometimes it means removing one child from the situation entirely so that you Mm -hmm. can enjoy the other one more. And that Mm -hmm. takes proactivity. It also takes sometimes like it can feel kind of guilty if that if the one you're doing that to is the baby. I remember going through that as well. Like, how does it feel to purposely 
hand the newborn over so that you can right. go do something with your toddler. Um, right. Even though that means you have a better relationship with your toddler. And, and sometimes that's like hard to do strangely, yeah. but it yeah. is, and it, you enjoy So not only do they, some of those behaviors get a little bit, you know, you can kind of proactively nip them in the bud or maybe just make it less likely that they'll happen. But then you just enjoy, you get a chance to enjoy yes. your kid again, maybe who you haven't enjoyed so much because they keep waking the baby up and, um, you know, begging yeah. for candy or whatever it is that they're doing. That's that's just too much, like too much yeah. to add. Yeah. When you take away one child and the one that's left suddenly becomes like cuter and more charming and calmer. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you see all which those then, good qualities again, which then feeds your ability to be a little more patient with yeah. them back when you're back in the chaos. So it's such a cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, and then, and then, why, why with the bigger kids? I want you to kind of answer. Oh what yeah, well because <laughs> because they won't necessarily come to you, and that's something that took me a while. It happens so gradually, you won't even know it's happening. Like mm-hmm. one day they're coming in and begging to sleep in your bed or whatever. They're you know hanging around you. Um, they want to be on you all the time, and then suddenly you realize it's been a couple of days since they've done that. And then one day you're like, "Have I even seen my kid today?" I remember clearly. <laughs> Like the first time I realized I wasn't sure I had seen my oldest kid mm-hmm. in a whole day because mm-hmm. he was a teenager and doing his own thing. And I was busy with the other kids and busy doing my own thing. And it was like it got to be bedtime. And I thought, "Where? well, what's Jacob up to? And I asked yeah. John and he said, oh, well, I don't know. He's in his room doing homework or whatever. And I was like, I... I don't think I saw him today. I don't. And <laughs> by this time, I'm, I'm in bed already and it's like late and I'm not going to go wake him up. But it was kind of that weird that weird sense and it happens slowly and you have to be a lot more, you know, when they're little, they want to be on you, but you have to be proactive about removing distractions. And when they get older, you just have to be proactive about even laying eyes on them because they'll, they'll just kind of, it's not that they don't want to see you. It's just, they just, they have other priorities. Um, Yeah. And And they're supposed to, I mean, yeah. 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 And I, and so I kind of realize it's on me and they're not going to always want to see me necessarily. And they're not going to make that, a huge focus for themselves. But if I want to like see if I want to really know them and, and know what they're doing and what they're up to and like enjoy them as right. The really cool thing about having bigger kids is you can enjoy them in a totally different way. Yes. But first you have to get in front of them a little bit. So, well, and, and I would think that both, I think this is true uh, for all of the ages, but some of it is we're all just creatures of habit. So anytime we're talking about something that we want to do over time, the more often we do it, the more we remove the obstacles and not make it a big deal. And I'm thinking, especially of our older kids, um, if, if there's some, if there's some expectation that every once in a while I get time with mom or we go out to lunch or we, you know, do a date, um, then it won't be so weird when it's been three years and you're like, Hey, right. <laughs> want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. So, um, just the practice of, you know, checking yeah, in absolutely. with ourselves. And- yes. Cause it can get awkward. You know, when you, if you go too long without connecting, it's yeah. much harder. And I don't want to say all is lost. There's definitely been times when I've been disconnected with one of my kids or another not always even the oldest ones sometimes yeah. there's one who's going through like a grumpy phase or you know or like one of a really challenging thing that i've encountered with the middle-aged kids not even necessarily the oldest ones but the ones like 12 13 14 is they become so friend focused that they yeah. can end up just kind of with their friends all the time or mm-hmm. um and you don't always see it happening and then suddenly it's like whoa wait i, I don't now i have to work hard or it's going to be awkward for us to, yeah. you know, kind of get back together in that way. And you can do it. 
It yeah. just, it just, you know, if you proactively stay on top of it, it's just easier. Right. Yeah. Right. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Cool. Um, well, let's kind of move into some, some of the tips for how to make this happen and also what to do if you are, you know, wanting to spend more one-on-one time. And I thought I would start with the little ones. Yeah. Um, so here's something that I don't like. And that never worked for <laughs> me. Fun. You hate fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys know that. Um, So what I never wanted to do was spend quality time with my toddler or my preschooler while the baby was napping. And I just want to come out and say that because like, it's totally fair. Like that, like some of the other things we've talked about reading aloud and these other things that we're supposed to enjoy doing with our kids. Um, for me, nap time. And you guys know, I was always, I, I made a point to be regular about nap schedules because I enjoyed that break from my baby. So if I had a toddler or a preschooler who wasn't napping, the nap to me was usually work time. Um, so if I was working part time or just me time. So I always kind of felt that twinge of guilt, like, cause I felt like in the 
the articles and the parenting books, that was the suggestion when the baby's sleeping, that's your special time with your toddler or preschooler. And that was not the time that I felt like I wanted to have another kid all over me. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there because it doesn't have to look any one way. Um, and I think there's other ways to find time um, with a, so if we're talking about a, li- a little one, and especially if there's siblings in the picture, um, I think one of my tips would be to know your child's personality and think about like when your child is most themselves, most relaxed and most happy. I'm thinking of two of my kids. Reed in the middle is a homebody like me, and he loves to do things at home. Still, he's six and a half, um, play games, do his Legos. So if I were wanting to spend some one-on-one time with him, and this would go back even to when he was two and three years old, I would have probably met him on his turf and done what, you know, done something with him that he wanted to do at home. Violet is super, super active and craves a lot of stimulus. So she likes to be out and about. She likes to be busy and active. So for her special time one-on-one at home would not work well. So that's, I guess my first tip is to kind of know the personality of your child and, and think of something you can do together that is where they're most naturally inclined. So if you have a super active rowdy kid, envisioning special time reading a book cuddled up on the couch just might be a recipe for disaster. And and that kid, you know, special time might be like you chasing them around the playground or something or, you know, watching them. It might just be that whole watch me. Like how many people who have more than one kid and has the one that's the daredevil has felt the guilt or the conflict of that kid always, you know, look at me, look at me, watch me do this, watch me do that. And you've really got to keep an eye on the other one or like you really would like to read your book at some point. Right. So sometimes that has huge value. It doesn't you don't have to be doing anything sometimes. Sometimes you just have to be paying attention. Well, I think you're watching exactly. And what you just hit on, which is this kind of special quote unquote special time or one on one time may be the thing that they're already doing. It's but it's the thing that you have not set aside everything else to do with them. Right. And, you know, as much as we joke about you and I don't love playing in the traditional way or playing make believe or doing some of these quote unquote fun things. When I'm talking about this kind of special time, that's when I am setting aside my own priorities. And for that 10 or 15 minutes or a half an hour or that one park outing, I am trying my best to make it about what they want to do. Because I do think that that's where the connection happens. And they, you know, they, especially if there's a lot of kids, they're used to kind of being one of many. So if it, yeah. So for this one-on-one time, I am sort of trying to set aside my own, you know, desire not to play Pokemon or whatever it is. (laughs) Well, and another thing is I think if you, I think it's easier sometimes when you keep your eyes open for totally random opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, Like something that was popped into my head is a few years ago, actually Owen must've been maybe Clara's age ish. And we had that, you know, this plastic, there's like a game with like a plastic wiffle ball. And then there's these two things with handles and it's, Based mm-hmm. on some Latin American game. I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, you kind of catch it and you like, catch it and then you toss yes. it. We got, mm-hmm. I bought one of those for like five bucks because we were having a party and just for the kids to have something to do. And then Owen became like obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I remember for one whole summer, he and I were outside playing that game like, I don't know, <laughs> at least an hour a day. And the nice thing is, I'm terrible like at playing catch. I always throw it too hard or I don't catch it. I duck out of the way or, you know, and like a lot of the things that he wanted to, he's a very active kid and he's very, very focused. A lot of the things that he mm-hmm. wanted to do, I just wasn't really very good at. And yeah. so it was hard for me to get into it. That game, I was great at it. 
And it was mm-hmm. kind of like you, you didn't have to have a lot of skill. You, I don't want to say zone out like I wasn't present, but I could just right. kind of get in the rhythm of tossing yes. it and then we could talk or, right. you know, have like a little rapport going. And it was it's not like I went out of my way and thought, you know, what would be a great activity, like a mom son yeah. bonding activity for Owen and I, this little plastic game. I didn't think right. that, but there was an opportunity and I kind of jumped on it. Um, and there's been other stuff like that where it's like a kid gets really into something and it's something I, I can jump into with them and it's, it's easy. And so I just do, you know, and yeah, sometimes that stuff doesn't last like the next summer he wasn't interested in that game anymore, but I can still like, that's a nice memory. And those are like yeah. many hours we logged. Um, doing that which another thing that reminds that makes me think of is that it's not always even and i think we talk about we've talked about this about a lot of things whether it's food Mm -hmm. or you know taking it like doing stuff yourself or whatever it's not like every day i'm gonna get up and say i'm going to spend 15 minutes with each of my kids individually today sometimes right i'm spending a lot of time with one kid for like weeks and then they become like less interested in that. And then they yeah. kind of do and move into something else. And then I'm a little bit for, more focused on something with one of the other kids. And I think that's okay too. Like yes. sometimes you just naturally end up with one kid or the other more for a little while. And I I'd rather embrace it and feel really good about it than yep. feel guilty or distracted because I'm not spending as much time with one of the other ones. Totally, totally agree. And the other thing you said too, that I want to comment on is you noticed that that game was kind of a bonding activity for you and Owen. And once you noticed it became a priority for you, which means you probably cared a little bit more. You were a little intentional about not being distracted or staying out for the extra 10 minutes. So, um, you know, we put all this pressure on ourselves. Don't be on my phone too much. Don't be distracted around my kids. Be present in every moment. Be present, Um, which is good to have those ideals. But I I like the way you kind of followed what was happening naturally. And then once you realized that that bonding was happening, (laughs) connection was (laughs) happening, then you sort of like establish that as a priority as opposed to the the other way around like you yeah. said waking up and dividing the day equally between five kids which well, just it, it doesn't work and it can start to feel kind of forced you know and yeah. i mean we mm-hmm. you know it's parenting is a relationship and it goes both ways and even though i'm more you know i am the one obviously responsible to set the tone and like to do things for my kids and they're not responsible to do things for me you want to get a reward out of it and it's mm-hmm. really hard to engage in something when it's just just pure obligation and purely just because somebody said I had to and Mm -hmm. this is the time I've set aside it's so much better sometimes when you can jump on something that you feel really good about and that you get a reward out of along with your child so yeah 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 no I love that it reminded me um a little bit just of following the natural what's happening naturally and then embracing that um Reed and Brian so Brian and Reed every morning when Brian gets ready for the day, Reed follows him up there and gets his school clothes and they get ready together in our, where our bathroom's kind of like big bathroom. Yeah. Closet. It's very cute. And Reed is, um, he requires a lot of talking. Like he likes yeah. to talk about the things he's interested in. And obviously Brian's the parent who's out of the house most of the day. So he sort of like latches on and it can be annoying and kind of overwhelming if all five of us are together because he often won't read won't engage in like group conversation he'll just wait (laughs) till the natural pause and then pounce on you with whatever he wants to talk about so it's perfect it's perfect for them and it's their special time and it fits right into the rest of our morning routine usually the girls are having breakfast or they're getting themselves ready and that's totally their time and it's a good 15 20 minutes i mean brian you know he showers shaves gets ready for the day and reed brings his clothes in there and um 
and they just talk. So I think, again, just going back to what you said about paying attention to kind of the family's routine and the rhythm in the day. And then from there being intentional about like Brian probably wouldn't check his email or, you know, try to multitask during that time unless he really had to, because that sort of developed into their special time. So, um, yeah, I love that. Just sort of paying attention to what's happening anyway, and then jumping on the opportunities to connect in a more intentional way. Yeah. And I bet that's something that they'll both remember for, you know, forever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I also um, was thinking along the same lines, it doesn't always have to be necessarily like, I don't know, like a special thing. You know, sometimes the most yeah. ordinary moments are the ones that, especially when they're repetitive and you can recognize them when they're happening. And like a good mm-hmm. example is in the car. I really, I really like silence in the car uh-huh. <laughs> or I like to listen to music in the car. I, I'm just very like in my habit. I get in habits and I get in real yeah. routines where this is the way it is. This is the way I like it. Same thing in the kitchen. I want to listen to my podcast. Like right. that's what mom's doing right now. Right. But sometimes I really have to force myself to say, this is the time when the, like in the car, when I'm usually in the car with one or two kids at a time, this mm-hmm. is a great opportunity for me to turn the radio down and have a real conversation or in the kitchen. Like this is a real opportunity. If someone yep. wanders in for me to turn the pot or pause the podcast and talk. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes have to like force myself out mm-hmm. of my internal monologue or, you know, whatever it is I'm listening to zoning out to, um, but those sometimes those things happen every single day. They're predictable. Yeah. And so like once it's like a habit, you either build the habit of doing it one way or you build a habit of doing it another way. Mm-hmm. And so that's one other place where I've been trying to kind of consciously shift that because no matter what, every day I'm going to be in the car with at least two or three of my kids at some point or another. And I'm going to be in the kitchen with probably all five of them at some point, mm-hmm. but individually, you know, they come mm-hmm. in and out. And so that's another place where I've tried to seize the moment that already exists, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch back on really little ones for a second um, because I just remembered a couple of other things. Um, uh, It's, you know, I've read several parenting books where this is recommended and I do believe, I don't want to sound like I'm knocking the parenting experts because I do believe that spending a few minutes of one-on-one time with a two and three-year-old who has a new sibling, I do think that's a really good strategy. I just don't think we should hold ourselves to a standard of perfection about it. But one thing that I know um, has worked is communicating to the child, even a very young child that, you know, look, I know that right now mommy's pulled in a lot of different directions and we've got a baby and we've got a schedule to keep. So we're going to set aside special time. And I think if it were me, I would not commit to every day because I have some of those kids who would like hold you to it no matter what. But you don't have to say it every day. You said every day for 15 to 25 minutes. Yeah. The so hours I of might, three and seven. I might keep it a little more loosely, but just say it's important to mommy that we get to spend our one-on-one time together. So today we're going to do it, you know, whatever, after school, what would you like to do? And kind of make it a special thing for them, but also set the expectation that when it's not special time that mommy does need to work or be yeah. with the baby or talk to daddy. I, I you know, I think the uh, the flip side of this special time is that it's really good for our kids to see us devoting time to our partners and to yeah. other kids in the family and to our work and to our hobbies. So on the one hand, I think it's great for them to know that they get that special time and you could be as structured or as unstructured as you want about it, but letting them know you get to choose. Would you like to, you know, play your favorite game or should we, you know, try to go out for ice cream or whatever, like however you want to do it. Um, letting them know that that's their time and letting them have something to look forward to, I think is, can be a really good strategy. I think if it were me, I'd probably 
keep it more vague just because you don't want to you don't want to disappoint them if it doesn't work that day. You don't and you want don't... The fact checkers coming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, and account, also, the time accountants. No fun. Yes. And that, that brought me back to what I forgot to say, which is that setting a timer using a clock um, and having that even if it's 15 minutes. Um, and I will still do this with my kids, not on any scheduled basis. But if I can tell that one of them really needs it, especially Violet, who tends to be around me the most. But, you know, she's the littlest. So life is busy. And so I might say, OK, I need 20 more minutes of work and then I'm going to spend special time with you and it's going to be for 20 minutes and we'll look at the clock and use a timer and and do that. So I think all of those things can work depending on your situation and the kid. But. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I I think that um, we talked about this before and I don't remember what the topic was, but I remember very clearly talking about how you can bank so you can sort of like buy yourself time. Yeah. So it's like an investment of 15 minutes of one on one, like really focused one on one time, yes. you know, really engaging buys you peace and yeah. quiet later. You can use it. I'm not going to say bribing tool. Yeah. You can use it as a reminder like this is coming. So I need you know, this is what mom needs right now. Um, remember, remember what's coming and blah, blah, blah. Or on the other on the flip side, on the other side of it, You've just made the kid happy. They feel like they've gotten what they need from you for a while. And they're probably going to be a lot happier now to kind of like toddle off and watch a video or play yeah. quietly for a little while than they would be if they'd been like, mom, mom, mom for an hour. And yeah. you've been putting them off the whole time. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, you know, well, I've there's been days, especially when my kids were toddlers, but even, you know, even Clara sometimes now, there are times when I really intended to wait until, you know, like I'll say, you know, at 630, we'll, re we'll sit down and read together. Mm -hmm. And by four, I'm like, you know what? Let me just get this out of the way. Let me just, <laughs> she needs it right now. And there's no point in me putting it off because mm -hmm. if I do, I'm not really going to get to do the dishes in, in silence or whatever it is I really want because she's going to be in here every minute. She's got something she wants to say to me. She's got something like, you know, it's whatever is my agenda. I sometimes find myself flipping. And I know that's maybe a little harder for you, Sarah, because you're just a little more you're a little more well, schedule. I think you're a little more expectation oriented. Like, yes, but I also I'm also all about efficient use of time. So <laughs> I'm 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 with you here. <laughs> Sometimes it's like you don't see it right away. You don't know that you're backing yourself into that, you know, like no one's winning here situation. Yeah. Um, but once you figure it out, you can always be like, well, you know, maybe today let's make let's make it a little special change things up. Let's go do our whatever it is now instead mm -hmm. of waiting until later. I also like doing that because I sometimes find that then. It's like if you just surprise them with them getting their yeah. way every now and then, but yeah. you don't do it every time. It's like they don't yeah. come to expect it necessarily. Yeah. But it is like that. It makes it even more special. Like, oh, my I Last week, I I don't remember now even what it was. I had told Claire we were going to go do some little fun shopping thing together. And then she kept wanting to get ice cream and at the same time. And I was like, I don't think we have enough time to do both and da, 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 da. And it was like one of those weird little moments of kismet that the only parking spot was in front of the ice cream shop and it was raining out. So I parked in that spot and I said, and I made it sound like fate just intervened. I was like, well, Clara, guess what? It's your lucky day. <laughs> um, this is the only parking spot in town. So now we have to get ice cream. And so we went in and got ice cream. Now, and she was totally not expecting me to cave because I yeah. usually don't. If I say no to something, yes. I don't usually back down. Yeah. But so then, you know, it extended her time by like 20 minutes. And then we still went yeah. and did our, the rest of our stuff. And it made her really happy, but I didn't have to kind of, 
admit to the fact that she wore me yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Know? Because you've set that, you've set right. the expectation of consistency. Yeah. I do the same thing. And for, Oh, first to jump in, I, where you're having your deja vu, I'm pretty sure is about our episode that's called we hate fun. And oh, it's yes. sort of become a cult classic. If listeners, if you have not listened, I want to say it's episode 10, but I'll yeah, link I think you're right. I think show notes. Yeah. Um, so we talked about all the things we don't love doing with our kids, which makes us sound like horrible people. But go listen if you haven't already. But the other thing, just to jump in, um, I do the same thing with occasionally surprising them by asking them if they want to play with me. I'll have a pause in my dishes and, you know, home stuff and be like, hey, does anybody want to play a game? And they all look like, what? <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Um, so same thing. You know, um, I feel like this is making us sound like moms who never want to spend time with our kids. And I hope everybody knows. No, it's not at all. I think it's more like when we've when, you know, when we've already set the expectation and said, here's what's going to happen. And then the kid's not happy with that, which let's be honest, are they ever like I've said before on this show, like there's never a point where especially a child under the age of like, say, six will ever say, you know what, mom, I've had enough of your attention today. That's all I need. I'm good. You go no take more. a bubble bath. You go take a bubble bath. You know what? I'm good here. I'll make my own dinner. And that's not going to happen. So sometimes you do have to set parameters and you have to tell them what you, you're capable right. of doing and what you're able to and willing to do. So sometimes, you know, you, you tell them something's going to be a certain way. Just And I've, I'm also one of those moms who I'm fine with having an arbitrary standard. I don't even, it doesn't bother me at all if it's arbitrary. Like, yeah. I just have to have a standard or a line somewhere. Yeah. And so you just, you just draw one just so you have one. And yeah. then, you're allowed to move it a little bit if you want. Yeah, um, totally. But I don't ever want to set the precedent that I always move it just because yeah. they whine because then there's no point of having one. So it's like yeah. it's that delicate balance, right, between not wanting to be a total pushover and yet not wanting to be miserly and grumpy and rigid and sticking and rigid. always yeah. to like the way you said things were going to be. So yep. that's what those little surprises I think could be. I think sometimes those little surprises are the things kids remember later, too. And yeah. in, in their memory, it makes you sound a lot more fun than you really were. <laughs> You know what it's all about manipulating their memories so they remember us as more laid back than we really were. Don't you probably have? I bet you have a memory of your mom. I have a few where they just she just did something way out of the ordinary. Yeah, that was unexpected and fun and unusual for whatever whatever however your mom was. It wasn't that right. Yeah, but in a good way. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. 
And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I have those memories too. And I think those novelty sticks with you. And I think sometimes novelty is what, you know, is one of the things that sticks with you the longest. It's yeah. your brain. It like, it tells your brain to pay attention. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like every now and then I just like to surprise them. <laughs> just throw them off just their just game. Scare them and keep them off guard. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. I totally know what you mean. Um, well, I wanted to talk about a couple other things we've done recently as our kids have gotten older and this is shifted. So we kind of talked about the little ones who need you all the time and how it is beneficial to set aside some one-on-one time, even if it's 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes here or there. Um, but our older two who are, you know, eight and a half and six and a half, um, last summer, I think I mentioned this on one of our podcasts this summer, but we actually went through the summer calendar and gave each kid a date with one of the parents each weekend. Does that make sense? So there was yeah. only one, mm-hmm. one date per weekend and it would go Allegra and mom and the rest, the next weekend it would be Reed and dad. And the next weekend it would be Violet and mom. And we sort of cycled through. So by the end of the summer, they'd each had a date with both of us, um, but they had to wait. I mean, they only got two dates the whole summer. So it, it created some good, like delayed gratification. We did make those dates a little bigger, like a little more special. I think, you know, we said they could pick one place to go, not not to the level of Disneyland or anything, but um, like there's a local petting zoo or, you know, that type of thing. Um, and we also set rules for the grownups. We said that we're not going to combine it with any errands. So we can't like, I can't take you to Target and get things that I need and call it a date. So we made it like, you know, pretty special for them that it was not about our agenda. It was about them and they loved it. And it worked really well because it wasn't what we didn't set ourselves up like with these huge promises. It was just ended up being coffee and a, you know, trip to the comic book store or whatever it was. But it was um, they really looked forward to it and they loved it. And I thought about continuing it during the school year. And then I thought, nope, we're going to keep that as like a special summer thing. So it doesn't it doesn't happen year round. We don't we don't take our kids out on those kind of one-on-one special dates year round because it's a lot, it's money, it's time. Um, and it kept it a little bit more special. So that was something that worked really well with us. I think it worked because of the ages of our kids. They're young enough that they still, you know, want to spend time with us. They're not with their friends all the time, but they're old enough to sort of put something on the calendar and wait and look forward to it. So that, that worked really, it worked really, really well. And I probably will do it again this coming summer. I I do love that idea. And we've done a, a variation on that. Um, over the years, although I I did find that got complicated when multiple kids were in multiple. Well, like you said, I mean, sometimes you can't do it all the time year round, you yeah. know. But um, but it is a good thing to kind of get back to. Um, I I really heavily rely on car rides, and mm-hmm. 
With older kids especially, there's a lot more opportunities to sit in a car with them than there is to do almost anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And even sometimes sitting across from another, like a kid at dinner, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like suddenly there's all this pressure that's not their natural environment. You know, it's like if you take a kid out on a date, um, Mm -hmm. younger kids, I find just are themselves usually and just gab and talk. It's no big deal. But like they get in that teenager phase and it's like, okay, why are you taking me out? Like, yes, you know, are you about to fire me? Am I going to get yelled at? Like what? (laughs) Do we have to talk about something awkward? (laughs) Exactly. Like they kind of blow it up. And I found that that's not, it's fun sometimes, but it's not always the best way to get that one-on-one time. But car rides are great. Um, I'm going to be bringing Clara out to visit you sarah in california and that was something i totally that was a whim right so i'm going to be speaking at um alt summit at the end of january and so i was planning on coming to spend um, a couple days with you anyway and claire has been bugging me about getting to see allegra again because it's been what almost a couple years yeah yeah so then and they're still pen pals which i think is so cute yeah and so anyway i was just like oh well what if I just brought Clara and it totally worked out. So that's a nice, now that's a special thing. Like who gets to go yeah. to California with their mom on a yeah. work slash business trip. I mean, or work slash pleasure trip. And it's the kind of opportunity, like I certainly never had when I was a kid, but how cool is that? So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. We can like travel together, just the two of us. We've never done yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm really, that's the kind of thing. Sometimes you have to think a little outside the box and keep your eyes and ears open for yes. those little things. And also, I think sometimes I'm sure this is true for you because you have more experience than me, but sometimes it sneaks up on us what our kids are ready for. So often we often like like traveling with Clara. Obviously, she's seven, almost eight for the first five or six years of her life. Traveling with a little one by yourself would not really be fun for you. I mean, it wouldn't have been a value add. Let's put it that way. (laughs) No, you would have had to figure out a lot of like childcare for her. She wouldn't have had very much fun. Um, Just the other day, Allegra and I ran to Target early in the morning. We needed one thing. Um, And then there was nobody in there and there was all these huge sale racks. And we had so much fun looking through the sale racks for a few things that the kids needed. And I thought, oh my gosh, I would not have thought she was ready to like enjoy. And I'm not a big shopper. Like I I don't do that for fun, but it was fun because it wasn't crowded we didn't have any time frame, and she'd be like, Oh mom, look, this is the right size and it's five bucks, you know? Yeah. And, and same thing. I wouldn't have at eight and a half. I wouldn't have said, Oh, let's go shopping together. I just, that's not, that's not us, but you almost have to be willing to be surprised at the things yeah, that you're and be ready for. pay attention to be a little spontaneous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a big shopper either. And the funny thing is we've talked about this before. I was, I used to love shopping and then ki- having children, ruined it for me because it wasn't fun anymore. It was no fun to go to the store when you've got a kid crawling under the door. How many times did a kid crawl under the door of the dressing room or like hid in the rack or hide in the rack, hide in the rack. Yeah. So, you know, I stopped doing that and you forget like Clara's seven, but I forget sometimes not on purpose. I just forget that she's not three and it's actually more fun to take her places than it is not to. A lot of yeah. time. And it's more fun to take her to the store with me than it is to go alone. And that yeah. was the opposite for me for so long that it's like you have to snap yourself kind of out of that mentality. Say it's a great example with flying. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, like you said, besides all the logistics, like where is she going to be yeah. when I'm at the conference and all that? Like she's spending the night at your house one night without me. I mean, I yeah. couldn't have counted on her to be able to handle that. Yes. Much longer, you know, more than like now. Yeah. Um, so it's like, wow, wait, we're going to actually like, I'm legitimately going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is I know. really going to be fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. No, although still, I will oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just gonna say there is so I'm thinking of the moms of really little ones. I mean, there is so much to look forward to the the ways you can enjoy time with your kids, you know, yeah, as they get older. And it it is personality based, too, because I was just remembering that when Jacob was two, we took a long train ride together to see family. And he was the kind of chill kid where I think we hit like a truck on the on the train tracks or something and ended up stranded for like six extra hours and it was already an eight oh my gosh and i was pregnant by the way but we he was just so chill that it was like a really fun trip i don't think any of my other kids at two years old yeah could have done that with they either would have been too like rambunctious yeah or they would have gotten upset or uncomfortable like something would have not been okay with all that and with him it was great so sometimes i think it's not always the age but it can be the personality as well Yep. Yep. And that's, that's totally what I was talking about too, with Reed and Violet, they couldn't be more different in the types of things they enjoy. Yeah. So like Violet's really easy to run errands and go out and be busy with, um, because the more stimulation, the better for her. And, and other, other of my kids going in and out of the car and having to do this and then go to the next place would totally drive them crazy. So yeah, completely a temperament thing. Um, another thing that's come up for us as like sort of a happy accident is birthday parties. We're in the season, you and I have done episodes about birthday parties, um, but we're in the season of getting invited to a lot. Now, all three of my kids are in school. They're in the younger ages where they get invited to a lot of parties. Um, but that has sort of become a de facto date because usually siblings are not invited at this and the ones that I'm talking about. And um, so one parent is taking the one kid to a birthday party and it ends up being a nice little date. And just like we've been talking about, I try to be a little intentional about that. You know, I might let them choose, choose the music in the car on the way there, or, you know, just be more mindful of connecting with them, even though we're going to a party and they're going to play at the party, it's still one-on-one time for us. So that's been another gift can be kind of a fun time to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, and they always look forward to like, Oh, I've got a birthday party this weekend. Who's going to take me? You know, I, it's usually me. Cause I'm the one who knows the other school moms and all that. But, um, it has happened where one of them has said, Hey, dad hasn't gotten to take me to a birthday party. I want to go with dad. And then we'll right. do that. You know, it yeah. becomes sort of, um, just a way to get a little quick date in there. Um, I'm curious too, as the kids have gotten older, like you talked about car time and other ways. Um, have you had to, I'm thinking about like the ones with phones and all of us who are so addicted to our phones. Has that come up? Have you had to be mindful of your own? Like if I was sitting in a car waiting for a kid to be done with soccer practice or whatever, I'd probably be looking at my phone. I would imagine as kids get older. So have you had to be mindful of that for yourself or ask your kids to like, how do you tell them we're going to connect now? Get off your phone. Well, the nice thing is, you know, while I'm driving, um, I can't really be on my phone anyway. And I say that because it's not like, it's so funny. Like my kids are on me too. And I don't ever text them in in the car, but sometimes I'll like glance at my phone to look at a map and they're like, mom, mom, what are you doing? Like, okay, okay. So I don't, usually they don't have theirs out either. If it's a longer car ride, they sometimes want to have their earbuds in and I'll ask, you know, especially if someone's sitting in the front seat with me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, it's kind of rude when I'm driving and you're completely (laughs) tuned out. Could you talk to me a little bit? And I don't make it like a drag, but Hey, want to pop those earbuds out? Let's chat. Um, and then I let them, you know, after they've, they're, they're still into their music and they have relatively short attention spans. So if it's like a three hour drive, we might talk for half an hour and then, you know, they can kind of drift back into their thing for a little while if they want. Um, yeah, I, I guess for me, like the biggies are if we're sitting at a dinner table together, your phone's not mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm talking to you, your phone's not out. Yeah. I try to do the same thing for myself, which sometimes mm-hmm. requires me to like leave it in my purse and just forget yeah. where it is and stuff. Um, 
But in the car, not as big of a deal, just because they tend to be little shorter trips. And these days, the kids I'm schlepping around tend to be like Owen, who doesn't have yeah. a phone, and Clara, who, yeah. who doesn't have a phone. So um, yeah. Will's actually the hardest one. The, hard, the hardest kid, excuse me, for the phone has been William. And I think it's his age. He, Jake and Isaac really have never been super phone addicted. I mm-hmm. think they're a little old for it or something. Or maybe it's just because they had such cruddy phones. Yeah. Like we, we gave them like the lowest model. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying smartphone, but I'm doing serious <laughs> air quotes because these smartphones were not very smart. Like none of the apps, they only would use like a couple apps. And, um, but William is really, he's 13 now and he's really in that age where the kids, they want to document everything for each other and they want, yeah. they want the likes and the shit. Like they really want that, yeah. that, uh, validation. So yeah, he's probably the most challenging one so far. Yeah. We'll see. Won't we? yeah <laughs> we're competing with that I know. for sure yeah yep yep and and then yeah i mean my none of my kids have their own devices yet so it to me it's it's all about how much am i how guilty am i of right tuning out and you know all this all of these ways we're talking about spending dedicated one-on-one time i think i'm pretty good about it but the reason i'm pretty good about it is i know i'm not great at it the rest of the time when right. i'm multitasking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you know so yeah just, yeah that's kind I of mean, the point though of putting aside yes. like setting something aside is so that you can feel a little less guilty the rest of the time yeah that's the whole reason i do anything yeah so i don't feel guilty the rest of the time <laughs> like we go to the gym so we can eat yeah 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 yeah. that's really funny um okay well i, I do you feel like we've kind of touched like on we've covered a lot yeah i'm sure there's more to say isn't there always um always i guess if say. we had to wrap it up i would just say you know first of all the one thing i would say is like it's it's okay if you slide like if the disconnect's going to happen one mm-hmm. of your kids and you are going to be disconnected at some time and you're not going to feel particularly like you understand them or know what's going on with them or like they want to spend time with you or maybe like you want to spend time with them and that's normal mm-hmm. you know like it's never too late to get yes. back um you just you don't keep score against yourself or like we talked about like i think it was the reading aloud maybe episode yeah. where we talked about like okay so you get in a rut and mm-hmm. you don't do something that you mean that's important to you for a while. Well, it doesn't mean it's not important to you anymore. And it doesn't mean you have to keep track of all the time you didn't do it. And then like, you've got some tally sheet yeah. where now you're behind, you know, yeah. you just jump yeah. back in where you are and, and start up again. And like, it's really over a lifetime that it matters or over a, a month or a year that matters. Yep. It's not like, did you get your 20 minutes in today? Cause yeah. we, we can't live that way, especially in the world the way it is today. Um, agreed it's too agreed. fast and things are too unpredictable and so you know be mindful but not like don't put the pressure on yourself because then you're not going to enjoy it yeah absolutely and i would add to that um back to our moms of really little ones um this idea of proactively you know really connecting and spending one-on-one time it the ways that it pays off are not immediately visible so it's like a yoga practice or a daily gratitude practice or any of these things if you're looking for your child's behavior to transform overnight because you played legos with them for 15 minutes yesterday it's not quite that simple but if it's something that you can work into your routine um um, that's when I think that you just start to get to know your child better. You see all the ways, like you said, Megan, all the, you see them in that positive light again. Um, and so if it's, and I'm, I'm saying this from the place of someone who never really had like a daily structure around spending one-on-one time with my little kids, 
But I do think that if it works for you, I think it can pay dividends. They're just not going to be tomorrow. Yeah, so, totally. You know, agree. you kind of have dividends. to go in knowing that it can be it can pay dividends in your child's behavior later. Like you know, there'll be delayed, and there may also be delays in your. I guess, excitement about it or your desire to do it. Sometimes it's not fun. And, you know, you have to, like you were saying, like to stick with it for a while, make it a habit. Then you begin to see the dividends and then you start to enjoy it. Um, Yeah. So, and you deserve to enjoy it. So find a way to make that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is really fun. Do you have any, so you have one-on-one time with Claire coming up. Do you have any other tips or any other things in your schedule right now that puts you one-on-one with any of your kids? No, nothing. I can't think of anything that's on, like on the schedule, but like in a little while here, I'm going to go jump in the car with Owen. Um, and we're going to take him into his speed and agility class at the YMCA. What is speed and agility? It's just what it sounds like. They just run <laughs> around and they do fast things very, in a very agile way. It's, it's totally up his alley. It's like the most anything that there could possibly be so um he and i will talk on the way there and we'll talk a little bit while we're waiting for the class and we'll talk on the way back and you know it's that it, it all adds up right and so it sometimes does. it comes in 10 minute bursts but um but it, it happens and i think it's one of those things where as they're getting older i become a lot more mindful of of grabbing those opportunities when they exist and they do exist if you just if you can kind of keep your eyes open for them Yeah. And I think the place where they exist is like we started, I think our very first tip, the place where they exist is the place where your child is most themselves and happy and relaxed. And if you can join them in that place, and I don't mean a physical place, but you know, if you can join them in that space for a few minutes, that's all that matters. That's all you got to do. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, this was again episode 86. Um for I don't think we really brought up any links that need to be in the show notes today, which is Isn't unlike that us. Weird. That is very unlike us. Certainly um, there must be one out there somewhere. You can still head to the show notes. It's where we keep everything. Often I just I think of things later and I throw them in there, but we did um, reference our- a couple other episodes. We talked yes, about episode that's 10 right. and yep. episode uh, the one yeah. I don't know. We talked about some other ones. So. Yes. So I will link to those episodes. So the way you get to those show notes always is head to the momhour.com. It's just a chronological list of all of our episodes. So um, you can search for episode 86 if it's not right up there on the top, if you're listening to this far into the future. Um, and there we link to everything and you can find us on social media through links on our webpage too. So all of that is at the momhour.com. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. 
Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.